17 of MHR Radio Podcast. With the me, victorious Kyle. Broncos. There's Kyle. <laughs> Kyle's here. Excited. <laughs> and we are joined by a special guest who you may know from the Twitterverse, the YouTube area. I don't Where else are you, Christina? Um, just Twitter and YouTube. That's <laughs> about Twitter, it. YouTube. Yeah. At, and your call, what's your handle on Twitter? It's at yes what I say goes. It's also my YouTube channel. And you've seen Christina um in you front probably, of- Yeah, you, you may have seen me pretend to know what I'm talking about and cuss <laughs> a lot about the Broncos on YouTube. So she has this uh kind of like a it's a pretty good prediction show. I followed your predictions um pretty closely this season and you're you're on more than you're off. <laughs> that's yeah well originally see that's that's why where my username comes from because i'm always like why it's like 19 syllables like why are you why is it so long but the yes what i say goes thing is a uh, is self-deprecating because it doesn't actually ever happen that way at all at all more often than not you are right i am right but <laughs> i still have my off moments quite a lot last week i thought the ravens were at home for whatever oh. reason like i i always mess up and Kyle has an important question, I think. Uh, he's oh, going to bite the bullet. That's just good to hear. When I heard that your call sign was, yes, what I say goes, I was like, why are we inviting this person on our podcast? This is not going to go well. <laughs> that is tongue-in-cheek, so that's good to hear. Exactly. <laughs> um, so give us give us a – so you're a Broncos fan. Mm-hmm. You're not from Denver. You don't live in Denver. No. How does that go for you, being a Broncos fan who's not in the market? Um, and, and female. I guess you should point out that she's also female. Well, <laughs> considering I live in Las Vegas, there's just like a, a, a culmination of a lot of different fans all over the place. Um, so where you couldn't, um, I mean, you can walk down the street really or go to any casino wearing what you want to wear, whereas you couldn't in like Oakland or San Diego or Kansas City. Um, but here it's, I I don't get hate or love for it. I just walk around, do my thing. I go to the sports book, get my uh, papers and no one really says anything to me besides I like your glasses. (laughs) You know where you hit on girls in Vegas? I like your glasses. (laughs) You know where they really, really hate Broncos fans? Cleveland. Hmm. Yes. (laughs) Well... Maybe people in too. Vegas are too busy. People in Vegas are too busy to care about someone in a Broncos jersey. They just lost like half their life savings. That's or, exactly right. They're just, you know, they're too into their own thing in Las Vegas to care about somebody wearing a Broncos jersey. So, and that was a dog. That was not my dog. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Christina okay. has a like has a dog. Yeah, we dogs, cats, elephants, um, baby dolphins. Not the adult dolphins. They're assholes. Giraffes. Um, giraffes are good. So give us, being that you're so uh, surrounded in the Twitter universe, give us a creepy Twitter story. Like, give us your creepiest direct message that you've received. Okay. The creepiest one is actually... uh, Don't names. No names. Okay. No (laughs) names. No, no, no. It was two weeks ago, and this Patriot fan, incidentally, wanted to do a bet with me. And I'm all about bets. Like, there was this one bet that I had lined up. I wanted this guy to, like, drink shots of 151 and then sing um, Chocolate Rain and then a rendition of Ain't No Mountain High Enough but instead of the baby part he puts in Brady or excuse me Peyton and um, anyway <laughs> anyway so I had this bet going on and 
this guy wanted me, he wants me to, I haven't said yes or no yet, but he wants me to um, put my cake, my feet in cake, and then he has to like grovel at my feet and praise the Broncos if <sighs> they win. Yeah, with my feet in cake, and he has to like, and he wants to like lick my feet. Oh my God. <laughs> and I said, I was like, okay, wait, I, I, I like your, I like your, uh, veracity, I guess, but, um, I'm not down with you licking my feet. One, so, two, I have no idea who you are. He's like, well, I'm, I'm in New England. I'm really well off and I could make it out there. No problem. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh um, my God. Yeah. So we learned something new about Patriots fans tonight. <laughs> they like feet. You guys, you guys can hear the sound, but we, I can actually see everybody's face right now. And, and Jan and Kyle are just like. I, <laughs> that makes sense that New England fans like feet. Tom Brady is a sponsor for Uggs, so it, it all fits together. There you go. <laughs> now, that is, that is officially creepy. Did you unfollow this guy? If he DM'd you, that means you were following him. Yeah, there an unfo- Yeah, you're supposed to obviously unfollow him, but he, um, he has this, like, sports blog, and he, it's weird. His, his Twitter will just, like. Um, it, it'll go off the map one day and then he'll message me or he'll follow me on a different one. So it'll be like his username two. And then the next time it'll be like his username three, you know, cause it, it always... sounds like, it sounds like this gentleman is being reported. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, they, but he actually does have a real sports blog. Oh gosh. Yeah. This is, this so is... if you have a sports blog, you can be creepy to women on the internet and it's okay. Which, this is important information for Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. So uh, you're you're in Las Vegas. Finding other Broncos fans has got to be tough. Do you go to a, a Broncos bar? Do you have a favorite place to hang out? How do you interact with Broncos fans in real life, or are you able to? I honestly, I don't really go out too much. I'm I don't really drink. I don't really do the party thing. That's just, I don't know. I just never was into it. Um, so I pretty much, my interaction with Broncos fans is pretty much online. That's about it. Like my dad's a Steelers fan. My brother in the other room is a Raider fan. So I talk about Broncos, just not nicely to him. Not in the house. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise I have to get it from online because you know, that sounds like a happy family. That just (laughs) Steelers Steelers and Raiders. Oof. My sister is undecided, and I think just to spite us, she's going to be a Chiefs fan. I think, I think uh, if you were alive in the seventies, you would have had a really bad time. <laughs> the Steelers, Steelers, and the Raiders domination over the Broncos, oh. and pretty much everybody else. Mm. Um, all right, so the Broncos did win uh, Sunday night. Were you guys aware of that? Yes. <laughs> they uh, <laughs> they brought home. Uh, the first seed in the AFC playoffs right now, which is so weird because the Patriots lost on Monday night. They're still number two, even though the Chiefs, the Broncos are eight and one. Um, the Chiefs are currently the fifth seed in the AFC playoffs, which the Broncos were for the last like nine weeks. Say nine uh, and one, nine oh, and one, nine and one. Excuse me. It's <laughs> <laughs> the point. I was thinking of my fantasy football record. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> That wouldn't make sense either. Did you I start know. week two? Yeah, okay. We, we have a bye week. Um, 
<laughs> too badly. But the Broncos won. It was awesome. I mean, Mile High Report was infested with Chiefs fans for an entire week. I'm really happy to have my blog back again. Are you happy, Ian? Yeah, it's it's nice to. I mean, I don't get what they're going to have to talk about now. I feel bad for them actually a little bit because like, who? What are you talking about? You had one good thing in Kansas City. And it's gone. How, um, yeah, even Broncos fans have kind of disappeared. It's like we're playing Tom Brady this week. We're playing this C, and Broncos fans are like, oh, I can take a break now, and we just beat the Chiefs. No, we got a big game this week, too, and we're going to break, we it, up, break yeah, it down. If we, don't win, if we don't win this game, we're right back in the same boat that we were last week where we're fifth seed in the AFC playoffs behind the Chiefs, and it's a nightmare. So Chiefs came into this game having 36 sacks um, on the season, and they left – with 36 sacks on the season. <laughs> um, the the Broncos were averaging 41.2 points per game. Um, what was the final score, Kyle? 27-17. So they didn't quite hit the 41, and the Chiefs allowed 12.2 points per game. What was the score again, Kyle? 27-17. Okay, so, so yeah, um, offense wins. <laughs> it's interesting that it almost came right in the middle there. I'm, I'm kind of doing the math right now, and it was very close to if you were just to average out those two numbers, what the Broncos were averaging and what the Chiefs were allowing. If you were to average that out, it'd be like geez, 28 points, and we had to score 27. So math, fun, hashtag math. I hate math. <laughs> I, hate math so I love much. math. I, I just like the rationalizing of it, like, there are a lot of Chiefs fans giving me crap, like on YouTube, on Twitter. You know, the last 10 weeks, it's been like the Chiefs have played the same, pretty much the same schedule as the Broncos with the exemption of two games. And now it's like they lost, and now they're like, well, hey, man, we still kept them under their average. You know, Jerry Jones would be proud. That's the moral victory. Jerry Jones. <laughs> if Jerry Jones is proud of you, you're doing well. That's, that's, that's just put that out there. He's, he's proud of Des Bryant, too. Yeah, he is. I'm not sure if he's pr- proud of Tony Romo yet, though. I think Tony Romo is still fighting for that approval. <laughs> so um, we're going to combine some pro football focus numbers along with our own Mile High Report, Bronco Mike. Um, Peyton Manning finished with negative 1.3 on the game. Uh, that has a lot to do with the fact that the Chiefs, you know, as, as dominant as the Broncos were, the Chiefs only allowed one touchdown through the air and two to Monte Ball. Um, I'm not sure. How did you feel about Monte Ball coming into Vulture every touchdown? Yeah, I, I felt bad for Noshan Marino a little bit, but Monte Ball took them in from eight yards out or so. He didn't Vulture it from the one-yard line. I think if, you know, he, he took advantage of his opportunities uh, a little bit more than getting Vultured by the coaches, at least as far as Noshan Marino. That's my opinion. What did you think, Christina? I expected to see CJ. I, I didn't even think about Ball. And then yeah. he comes out and he he did his thing and I was like, oh, okay, now I remember you. <laughs> I really have an issue with PFF's Pro Football Focus's grade on Peyton Manning. Any negative grade for Peyton Manning makes no sense to me at all. And Alex Smith had a positive grade. Alex mm-hmm. Smith graded higher than Peyton Manning in Pro Football Focus. Yeah, that makes no sense to me whatsoever because yeah. Peyton Manning did better in every single statistical category except for passing touchdowns, where Alex Smith had one more than him. It makes no sense. Yeah, um, an area where we kind of pounded and, and pro football focus pounded on the, the Broncos last week was the offensive line. And mm. there's never been a more focused team against the Broncos with a better defensive line than the Kansas City Chiefs. And it seemed as if, I mean, um, where's my statistic here? Peyton Manning was 
pressured on, I think, four of the 40 dropbacks. Like, that's insane. Like, yeah. Unless the – what do you think the Chiefs' defensive plan was coming in, like, during the game? Kyle, what was your, like, observation? The Chiefs played their game plan. They didn't blitz. They sent four guys most of the time. Um, they did not get creative with their schemes really on defense at all. Peyton Manning would audible at the line, and the Chiefs stayed put. They didn't let it affect them. They just – kind of kept with their game plan. They thought our four pass rushers will get to Peyton Manning. They will beat people because that's what they've done all year. And it just wasn't the case. They never adjusted. Um, Sean Phillips, I, he yes. was my, my player of the game. Um, he was just dominant, 5.5 from grade from uh, Pro Football Focus. And it's kind of like at this point we're saying as fans, Elvis who? Uh, <laughs> he's, he has been replaced. And, and even I think Sean Phillips might even be better with the run stopping. Malik Jackson, too. Like, he was, like, batting down passes. Like, they were airplanes, and he was King Kong. He was awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Kyle hey, monkey unless, Malik Jackson. Unless you're, unless you're Collinsworth. I mean, he at one point he said that the Chiefs had a successful drive, and it ended, it ended in a punt. I just, he could down not get scores. the. Oh, my God. Yeah. He could not get the taste of Alex Smith everything oh. out of his mouth. <laughs> Thanks for Alex the Smith doesn't have mm-hmm. Alex Smith doesn't have all that much, but it was Alex. <laughs> so one one player that I knew I know that you were high on Christina was was uh, Marcus Cooper. How yeah. Do feel, how do you feel about the rookie now? <laughs> um, I think that you were right. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's okay to be wrong in this case. He yeah. Was a Chiefs player. Yeah. He was yeah. he was a top five uh, rated cor- corner on. Um, Pro Football Focus as of last week, but he finished with a negative 5.8. I mean, you put that guy on whoever he was covering, Demarius Thomas or Wes Welker, and you got Peyton Manning throwing the ball. Good luck. Yeah. You know, those numbers got skewed a little bit by the, based on the fact that they're playing third-string quarterbacks. Uh, and then ter- I think – I'm pretty sure Terrell Pryor lost his job this weekend too. The Raiders quarterback looked pretty good. Oh, McGloin? Right? Yes, McGloin. Yeah. It yeah. sounds like he's saying my groin, but yeah, McGloin. It does. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then the the battle of the Colquitts, which I knew was was close to your heart, Kyle. How did that end? Britton Colquitt came out on top. Sorry, <laughs> big brother, baby brother wins this one. He's the younger one, right? I don't even know. I don't know. I, I think he's the younger one. He's also got yeah. the harder wife, I guess. Yeah, so, she is so that's that's the battle that matters. It is. It is. <laughs> So uh, until Sunday night, the last team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, if you'll remember, was the Denver Broncos. So I, uh, coming into the game, I think Peyton Manning was seven and one against the Kansas City Chiefs and four and one against Andy Reid. So post game, he's now eight and one against the Chiefs and five and one against Andy Reid. Uh, looking good for two weeks from now as well, I guess. I love Peyton Manning. <laughs> So we had some injuries, and one I forgot on the rundown was probably the most um, – I'm not going to say the most important injury, but probably the, the most curious for our listeners, which is Wes Welker. What have you heard, Kyle? Well, it's interesting hearing Adam Schefter on ESPN Monday Night Football on the broadcast. He was updating Wes Welker as if people within the Broncos organization were optimistic that he would play. I mean, he suffered a concussion on Sunday, as most of us know. Um, he suffered a concussion. When you do that, you have to get cleared by an independent neurologist to even practice. Nobody with the Broncos. It has to be an independent neurologist that says, okay, this guy's cleared to practice. For some reason, Broncos are optimistic that he will, but they should have no say in the matter whatsoever. It should be completely up to this 
independent doctor to determine that. And things are still completely up in the air. We'll see if he practices Wednesday and uh, we'll, you know, we'll have every injury report on milehighreport.com. You can check it out there. But until then, we just don't know. When uh, Julius Thomas went down, came back in the game, his injury looked like the most severe out of all the injuries. Um, but he seems to be fine. The the big one uh, is Raheem Moore. Raheem yeah. Moore. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm, do you remember his – do you know his injury, Christina? I don't know the injury. It's – it's. Um, I don't know the exact – Put obviously. you on the spot. Yeah, no, no, no. But Compartmental syndrome, something like that? It's Yeah, it's something like his muscle was bleeding, and he called Greek in the middle of the night and um, basically, I guess, said that he needs help. And thankfully he did that because I read an article that said that he could, he could actually lose a limb. He can get amputation. So it's like very, very serious, and it's really, really rare too. It's bleeding in the muscle. It's called compartment yeah. syndrome, and it required surgery. So he called Greek, and Greek sent him to the hospital, and Raheem Moore had surgery that morning. Uh, That was Monday morning. And so now he's out. The Broncos put him on short-term injured reserve, designated to return, and they signed Michael Huff. So in in classic Mike Shanahan style, a player almost loses a limb, and he's designated to return. I don't don't know if he will. I don't know about that. Yeah, I, I... um, I was just making a joke at Mike Shanahan's expense. <laughs> so it's exactly Shanahan. like it's exactly like Willis McGahee last year. At the best case is that Raheem Moore could return for the AFC Championship game if the Broncos were to advance that far. He's not eligible to return any sooner than that. It has to be at least eight weeks. So um, contrary to many Kansas City Chiefs fans' claims, Peyton Manning still has both ankles. <laughs> they're just taped together and hanging by a thread of tape <laughs> similar to his neck uh, <laughs> Nate Irving uh, was a game time I think he was a game time no go so he might be back for the Patriots Sunday night and Champ Bailey remains um, a question mark going into this week he was practicing last week I don't see the point right now in bringing him up and actually that's something we should discuss um, not whether you should bring uh, Champ Bailey back, but who do you replace Champ Bailey with? Like, who do you re- who who does Champ Bailey replace? I who just does know Champ Bailey replace. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Christina. No, no, no. I I don't know, but I just know that people were saying to move him to safety, yeah. and That's- that is stupid to me. Like, why why would you experiment with that in the middle of the season? That's like something you do when like in the off season, not. That's like, some, in that's the like middle. something you do when you're playing John Madden football on the PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I Peyton Manning's not supposed to play cornerback. He can. Just because I can, <laughs> uh, just because I can line him up over there. <laughs> no, that, that's, that's great, Christina, because you and I disagree. And so let's talk about this. And you bring up a great point. Champ hasn't practiced this. But in my mind, Champ is a veteran. He's a smart player. He knows defenses. He knows where the safety is supposed to line up and what his responsibility is. Champ Bailey, what he has going for him, he's still got enough speed to be a good safety. And he's a sure tackler. He's always been a sure tackler. To me, it kind of makes sense. And I wasn't for it heading into this year. A lot of people talked about it in the offseason. And I said, no, Champ Bailey's still good. But he's been hurt so long, and the Broncos cornerbacks have been doing so well. I almost – I don't almost at all. I I think it's worth exploring. Okay. All right. That's a good point. I, I just don't know about it. It's just right smack in the middle of the season. Like, okay, yeah, he's fast, but 
I don't know. I don't know. But I think, I think I just you, think it's a liability. You made the point last week, Kyle, that, that what he's lacking possibly in speed, he's going to make up for in veteran savvy. Um, I don't see the Broncos needing him at this point, but you never know. You know, we're, we're one, uh, like Dominique Rogers Cromartie, his ankle wasn't even good in the preseason. So now, you know, we're, we're hoping that he makes it to the rest of the season on an ankle that wasn't good seven weeks ago or eight weeks ago and, or in the best you know shape of his life. And did, did you see him play Sunday? He played just I, fine. I think he if, he catch the, did. if he could catch the ball, he'd be a pro bowler. <laughs> We're we're one injury away from having a secondary that includes Tony Carter and uh, Omar Bolden playing corner. <laughs> so I'm all for I'm all for. But you, Kayvon Webster's been so good. Um, Quentin Jammer has been impressive, and and there's no reason to think Quentin Jammer wouldn't be impressive. You mentioned uh, Michael Huff. Michael Huff, we can go into a little bit. But Broncos signed Michael Huff today. Um, some quick facts on Michael Huff. He's a six foot, two hundred eleven pound, um, eight season veteran. He's played in one hundred fifteen games, ninety four starts. You'll know him from Oakland, but you might remember him from this season uh, in the Baltimore game, which Bronco Mike was nice to point out. He got owned pretty bad by Manning. Um, he was a second. Who hasn't? <laughs> That's true. He was, <laughs> he was a second team All Pro uh, in two thousand ten. So two seasons ago, he's a second team All Pro, and he started Ooh. all six. He started all sixteen games last season. For who? What did he play for last season? The Raiders. Raiders. Yeah. yeah. What, do you know anything about Michael Huff, Christina? Do you remember Michael Huff? No, not at all. Not really. I can <laughs> ask my brother-in-law. He's a Raiders fan. <laughs> Um, they brought in we order don't to talk to Raiders fans on the MHR radio podcast. <laughs> that's, that's true. We don't, we don't, we don't so, you guys just growl at him, like, Greg, you want to come over here? You want to ask these, these nice guys want to ask you a question about your team? <laughs> and then he comes and you guys can just growl at him, like your DMX. Spark. Like our feeder and cake. Like exactly. our feeder and <laughs> Okay, so to get. <laughs> Christina is losing it. Um, so the Broncos signed John Boyett to the practice squad, who is another safety. He's He was drafted in the sixth round by the Indianapolis Colts cut uh, as a final roster cut. Uh, he played for the University of Oregon last season. And in order to make room for him on the practice squad, the Broncos cut running back Edwin Baker, who I thought was kind of a stud. Do you remember him from – he didn't really – he wasn't in training camp necessarily. He was in – he played for – who did he play for in, in during training – or during preseason – I feel like it was the Raiders or someone. He had a decent season, though, um, or decent preseason. No one knows about Edwin Baker. Thanks, thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I could Google it right now, and, and I guarantee that there's an article in my high report about him. But he's now no longer a Bronco, at least temporarily. Um, and if you remember from, from our conversation with Dookie and Nacho, like, the practice squad is no joke. You get you're like punished for being on the practice squad. Did you know about this, Christina? No, I have no it, idea. It sounds like it's friggin' terrible to be on the practice squad. <laughs> like everybody else goes off and studies film, and the practice squad guys get an extra workout and an extra practice session just because. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, this is my NFL dream, getting paid the uh, rookie minimum and working extra hard more than the guys who will actually play. Just to put it in perspective, while the Jets were at Dave & Buster's, the practice squad players were practicing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, I wanted to talk something about okay. – you mentioned Nacho really quick and okay. just from the Chiefs game. But um, that penalty, that taunting penalty killed me. Like, Poe 
Paul was over here shoving, I don't remember who he was shoving, but he was start trying to start a fight, like, near the end of the end zone, and that didn't warrant a penalty, but Nacho talking smack, that, or, that does. Or the, the, the Brandon Flowers, like, yeah, laying nothing. out, Brandon Flowers yeah. laying out Wes Welker in a play. Abusing played. him, man. Yeah. He got beat up. Well, the Brandon Flowers hit was legal because it wasn't allowed to even blow in yet, and Welker was looking for the ball. He was within five yards. He got shoved. That's legal. Dontari Poe didn't do it in front of the refs. Dookie and Ancho taunted right in front of the ref. He just started smacking his mouth, and, you know, I, there's a lot of jawing that goes back and forth in NFL games, but you yeah. can't do it right in front of the ref. He got caught, and he put it out on Twitter. He apologized. He said it was his worst game. He knows what he did. He knows what he did wrong. And uh, he'll be smarter about it, it was kind of smack talks next time. He was, was smack talks. More so elusive, just, more elusive. Yes, show, that's yes. all. It was kind of cute though, because you see, you see Duke and Nacho get the penalty, and you, you you can see Jack Del Rio mouth the words "Get over here." Yeah, the next, the next like, shot like of him. Like he's Like he's. That's scorpion. exactly what I was gonna say. It sounds like scorpion. Get over here. So, we had thirteen penalties, and they only had nine too. We got to cut that out. The next clip of uh, Dookie and Nacho is him standing with his head down right next to Jack Del Rio. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great shot. Good job, directors. So, well done. I think. I think. I think secretly, and we can we can get into this, but I think secretly Del Rio just has a distaste for defensive backs. Like he just doesn't like them. And if you remember a couple of weeks ago when Champion was actually playing, um, Champion and Del Rio were going at it on the sideline a little bit. So he's got he goes oh, after. Yeah. Goes after Nacho. Goes after Champ Bailey. You don't see him screaming at like Mitch Unrein. <laughs> He's like, these Very guys cool. are smaller. These guys are smaller. Therefore, I can take them still. <laughs> All right, guys. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back. We are going to preview the the New England Patriots. And since we have Christine, we're gonna preview the entire Week Twelve. And you can get your picks in before the pickem is due on MHR. Thanks, guys. said um peyton manning tied for third all time <laughs> on the denver broncos for touchdowns <laughs> who's brock uh, osweiler <laughs> he's he's number 17 and this is episode 17 that's the brock osweiler episode uh, who's brock osweiler i'm only aware of peyton manning brock osweiler was uh jack elway's backup at asu 
Oh, Brock Osweiler. Oh, yeah, the ASU guy. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, played under Dennis Erickson, famous, famous um, college coach who, for whatever reason, that year went six and six and didn't end up um, keeping his job. It's like John always said, there is no plan B. You can't blame me for not knowing who Brock Osweiler is. Well, <laughs> you won't be able to miss him. He's like six, freaking 6'10". How, how tall is he officially? He's like 6'6". Six, six, six. Six, six, yeah, eight. okay, 6'8". Six, six, Peyton 6'6". Six, six. Mm. Brock so, Osweiler is one guy where you're not lying on the stat sheet when you list him as 6'8", too. People lie about their height and weight. He, it looks like he's 6'10". I mean, maybe yeah. they're lying to make him shorter. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> I lie about my height. You make yourself shorter. I make myself taller. <laughs> you lie about your height. How how tall are you not? How tall aren't you? I'm only five five. Uh, well, I'm, I'm I'm close to five six, but officially five five. So what you, you lie and say. But I'm a high five five. You're high five. five. <laughs> yeah. They just they just high fiving everybody who can't see what's going on right now. Okay, so being that we have Christina on the show, Christina makes picks every week, accurate picks. Um, on YouTube, and she's yeah. got a, she's got a pretty hilarious show, which um, and she's she's a pretty good follow on she's a great follow on Twitter, um, at yes what I say goes on Twitter and also on YouTube. So give us your game of the week for week twelve, and don't pick the Broncos game. Okay, um, probably Cowboys Giants. Cowboys are Giants are just they're on a roll. They are in ride or die mode. Like they're like cockroaches. Like they just refuse to die when they get in this mode. And yeah, they're probably going to win the I, Super Bowl now. It's just going to be crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to have a home game in the Super Bowl. It's going to be Eli versus Peyton. It's going to be a home game for Eli. It's just it's, it, it's shaping up to be that way. <laughs> it's shaping up to be that way. So the Giants are, I think, two games out somehow um, in the NFC East this week or last week. The Eagles ousted the Dallas Cowboys who had a bye and the Eagles are now the fourth seed in the NFC divisional round or sorry divisional wild card <laughs> never mind I'm just going to stop talking they're the fourth seed in the NFC playoff picture right now at this moment um the Cowboys are number nine just ahead of the Packers and just behind the Chicago Bears yeah I mean your initial reaction is like when you first look at this game, you're like, "Oh, it's, it's got to be the Cowboys," but the Giants are they're riding a four game streak. Like it's just it's ridiculous, and they're at home, right? Yeah, and they're at New Orleans. So I think. And you got Jason Pierre-Paul starting to play like Jason Pierre-Paul again. He had an interception for a touchdown, which is always impressive as a defensive lineman to me. I just don't know what J- they do. JPP was. Oh no! Oh no! It was it was gonna be a, just a, like a, a joke, but it's like I don't know if they like like go out in the middle of the night and just go into like this big circle and like pray under the moon, and then that's how their turnaround happens. Like I don't know what they do, but every single year it's like Tom Coughlin is on the sidelines, and you're like, he's getting fired. We're all gonna wake up one day in December with the Tom Coughlin was fired text. Now it's gonna be Shanahan, but. <laughs> it just never happens. Tom I mean, Coughlin is listening to this this podcast right now and being like, oh my gosh, she knows our prey to the moon secret. How did she figure that out? I know you like Luna, Tom, and I know you eat peanut butter brittle before you go to bed. I know you probably play like video games with freaking 
Andrew Luck because he looks like the type to do that. <laughs> they probably they probably play like Blockbreaker Pro on their cell phones. Can you imagine that. what a game on the headset on like PlayStation would be like with Andrew Luck? First of all, Andrew Luck sounds like Andre the Giant, so it'd be like. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nice guy, too. He would be like, yeah, you can shoot me in the face and, and take my life support. It's cool. <laughs> Speaking of shooting in the face, Kyle, who's your game of the week? This is when I shoot myself in the face. I make a pick and shoot myself in the face. The game of the week outside of the Broncos and Patriots game, which is obviously the game of the week um, total. But outside of that, it's kind of you got to look across the AFC West, look at the Chiefs and Chargers. Yeah. Uh, the Chiefs traveling to San Diego. San Diego coming off two losses, a tough loss against Denver, and then a stupid loss against Miami. They're gonna they're they're desperate for a win. They're a little more desperate for a win than the Chiefs are. And I think I'm, I'm picking the Chargers to win this game at home, upsetting the Chiefs, which will give the Broncos an angry Chiefs team in Arrowhead one week from now. It'll be interesting. The Broncos get a bunch of angry guys. The Patriots lost on Monday night to the Panthers, um, and and now. Possibly losing to the Chargers the, is the Chiefs, who are coming. We're going there in two weeks. Yeah, it could be. It could be kind of a mess. Surprisingly, I mean the AFC. What's your game? My, What's your game of the week? <laughs> What's my game? Don't try to get out of it. I, I know you're moving on. Hey, hey. <laughs> I think I there. There's just not a lot of interesting games other than Ooh, our own our own game. Game of the week. Um, and what's been chosen? I think. I think an upset might be um, RG3 versus Colin Kaepernick. I like I like what's going on in Washington. We're going to get into it in a little bit, but I think that it's possible that, that Washington might be in San Francisco. Um, or that Miami could beat the Panthers because I just don't trust. No, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't no. trust. I don't trust NFC teams versus AFC teams, especially this year. Um, That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it's just, it doesn't really matter who it is. The, the the Panthers beating the Patriots more is the exception as opposed to the rule. But, um, yeah, I think... Jags? Jags might be an upset. Jags yeah. over Texans? Yeah, oh, yeah, I could see that. I don't even know if that is an upset. It's kind of <laughs> to me. Yeah. So, yeah. as it stands right now, um, I keep going back to the, play, the teams in the playoff hunt, but the Raiders are actually the eighth seed. Um, in the AFC. So the Raiders could be a dark horse candidate to make the playoffs, which to me is uh, pretty, pretty interesting. And the, the Titans play the Raiders and the playoff seeding as it goes right now, um, Raiders are, number, are the eighth seed and the Titans are the ninth seed. So that could probably, I'll, I'll take that as my game of the week, Raiders versus Titans. Um, Titans don't have a starting quarterback, but they're favored right now by four points over the Raiders. And I'll take Oakland in that game. And McGloin didn't do that bad. My groin is going to yeah, throw three my touchdowns. Groin. My groin with three touchdowns. Start him if you got him in fantasy football. And uh, if you got him, you're probably not making the playoffs anyway, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have uh, wrapped up that talk. What I guess the most important part of this entire segment is we got to talk about Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady. <sighs> I hate the Patriots so much. The Patriots, yeah, the Patriots are one of those teams. I, I feel like in the Shanahan era, Kyle, you remember, Christina, you're too young. But uh, <laughs> in the Shanahan era, she's, she's three years old. Yeah, <laughs> she's at least four. Um, the Broncos owned the Patriots, it seemed like, under Mike Shanahan. Up until the Matt Castle takeover when, when we couldn't beat anybody. But um, 
whether it be playoffs or whether it be regular season, it seemed like the Broncos won. Yeah, didn't the Patriots have like a 12-0 and playoff record? They won those two Super Bowls. They were back in the playoffs. Everybody thought they were going to – they didn't have the greatest regular season, but, you know, they won two Super Bowls in a row. They, play, they faced the Broncos. The Broncos knocked them out of the playoffs. They, yeah. they beat the unbeatable uh, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Champ Bailey's nice uh, interception return for a touchdown in 2005 playoffs. Oh, it was a great game. That was such a great game. The next game was so effing terrible, but that – divisional round against the Patriots was awesome. So this will be the 14th time, uh, including the playoffs that uh, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady have, have played each other. And if we want to talk about owning Tom Brady has owned Peyton Manning. Uh, he's won nine of the, of the 13 games. That means Peyton Manning has won four. Um, Peyton Manning's teams averaged 24.2 points against Tom Brady's 29.7 Peyton Manning has a 62.4% completion percentage. Tom Brady has 67%. Um, Peyton Manning averages less than 300 yards a game. And his touchdown to interception ratio is 27 to 19. Brady's is 23 to 12. Actually, how does that work out? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> you threw out so many numbers just now. I kind of drummed out, I'll be honest. What, 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 what? So, um, yeah, the, the touchdown interception ratio in Peyton Manning versus Brady, Tom Brady games. Peyton Manning has a 27 to 19 touchdown to interception ratio. Tom Brady has a 23 to 12 touchdown to interception ratio. I think that means that that Tom Brady wins these games by running the ball. That must be it. I think both these guys are good. That's what I I take all of those numbers that Ian came up with and heard half of them and said, "Oh, these guys good." <laughs> I think that they uh I mean really this this could it's possible that this could be the last time that these two team these two quarterbacks face each other. They they, they probably have at least one more game if we're going to playoffs, but there's no guarantee that Peyton Manning doesn't hang up his cleats at the end of the season. I I should knock on wood. I'm knocking on wood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should knock on your own head too. Jeez. Yeah, I do that too. I'll knock on wood in head. <laughs> So uh, we're going to talk about well, – I wanted to talk about Broncos versus Patriots. What's your favorite memory from a Broncos versus Broncos versus Patriots game? I already said it. You said Champ Bailey. Yeah, Champ Champ Bailey. Bailey. That's everybody's. Yeah, it is everybody. Yeah, exactly. Nobody has anything. Yeah. Mar- Marlon Jackson intercepts Brady. They, the Colts go to the Super Bowl. There's That's your... my favorite. <laughs> I, uh, I, I like the Josh McDaniels era when, <laughs> when the Broncos went 6-0. and Against yep, the that, New England Patriots. That was a good memory, too. Josh McDaniels, you know, cheering down the sideline, going nuts like a player. You kind of saw right then it was a sign of things to come. Maybe this guy can't handle – if he can't handle success, can he handle anything else? So, no, right. he couldn't. <laughs> now he's back with the Patriots. But my first game ever, I think my first Broncos game ever in person was a uh, Patriots-Broncos game. But this was a long time ago, back way before Tom Brady and definitely before the Patriots were good. They had, like, that Super Bowl and – like 1985, and then they weren't good again until like 1996. But um, that's that's another one of my. I remember a Broncos fan pouring a beer on top of a Patriots fan's head as we just demolished them. <laughs> wow! <laughs> in Mile High, in the South. That's 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 Mile High remembering for me. <laughs> I want, I, that's nice. I wonder if we'll miss Elvis Dumerville. He always seemed to have Tom Brady's number. Yeah, yeah, he, he did. Did really well. Him, he had he had Tom Brady and, and Ben Roethlisberger's number. Yeah, he did. And maybe with all these former Chargers, 
on our team, we might actually have Tom Brady's number again. Sean Phillips is in the face, and we get Quentin Jammer back. Who knows? Maybe we can we can uh, hand it over to who? Else? Are there any other former Chargers? There aren't any that I'm thinking of right now. No, there were. We got rid of the fullback. Yeah, um, and uh, oh, Louis Vasquez. Oh yeah, Louis. Bam, nailed it. We didn't talk about uh, Manny Ramirez and Dontario Poe. The the line was so good against the Chiefs. Would you expect the line to be that good against the New England Patriots once again, or do you think the Patriots are going to be all-out blitz on Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning can beat a blitz. Uh, the Chiefs tried to – you need to mix it up. That's that's the thing the Chiefs didn't do. They stuck to their game plan too close. They stayed too conservative. They didn't surprise Peyton. They didn't try to confuse him. Bill Belichick can confuse Peyton Manning. He's done it. Has he done it recently? Not that much, but uh, it'll – it's going to be a good game. The Broncos haven't beat the Patriots. If I, uh, am I wrong? They haven't beat the Patriots since the McDaniels era, right? Yeah, I think so. They haven't. The regular season play, uh, it doesn't matter. Like we, the Patriots have kind of owned the team since since yeah. uh, before Kyle Orton. <laughs> like, with, wait, who? Well, Kyle Orton beat beat Patriots. I don't think we beat the Patriots since that 2009 season. Yeah, they won three in a row. They won in 2011. Twice in the regular playoffs. season in the playoffs, yeah, and then last year 2012, and we didn't play in 2010, so yeah. And now we get to play them again in Foxborough, where the line is what Christina missed Las Vegas. I think it's minus two, and we are the favorites. Which that's that's actually interesting. That's huge. That's the first time the Patriots have been home underdogs in nearly 3,000 days since 2005. <laughs> yeah, that's huge. Right. Yep. 2005 was the uh, playoff year with the Broncos when we beat the Patriots. Yep. Mm-hmm. But that was in was that in Denver? I don't remember. I think it was in Denver. The wild card round. No, that was AFC Divisional, and I don't know. I think we we played the uh, we played the Patriots in Denver. This game, um, Wes Welker possibly back. Yeah. Um, Wes Welker versus his replacement. Danny Amendola. Danny Amendola. Um, Ridley didn't look great against the Panthers. His his return not not so uh, unique. Um, Talib has a has a hip injury, um, so I don't know. He also he, has a mouth injury from John. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But here's the thing: Steve Smith, he's a lot shorter than Jamarius is, <laughs> and Talib, Talib's in older, older yeah, and slower. And but and Talib seemed to struggle with him like a lot last night. So, so one thing about I don't know if, if listeners know this, but Demarius Thomas does not talk during the game. So Talib is going to have a rough time getting yeah. much of any emotion out of Demarius Thomas. And I assume he's going to be on Demarius Thomas the whole game, which I leaves. Assume. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Um, yeah, and Wes Welker, the team's going to probably know and have a plan for Wes Welker. I don't know that they have an answer, as always, for the rest of the, the onslaught that comes through the air in Julius Thomas and Eric Decker. Yeah, I don't no know. No one does. No one does. <laughs> yeah, because it's guarded. Yeah. The underlord is his secret. I also think the Broncos kept their game plan a little close to the chest last week. Yeah. I think they did that on purpose because they knew what was coming. They knew the Patriots were coming, and they knew the Chiefs in Arrowhead were coming. And they just decided to play a pretty base package on offense, and they didn't really mix it up too much. And there are things that we still haven't seen or we haven't seen in a while that we'll see in Foxborough 
in Kansas City. Actually, Jan, do you mind looking up the temperature for the? Do you mind looking up the temperature for the game or expected temperature for the game? Okay. Jan's alive. Yeah. <laughs> Jan is once. A, I think. Yeah. He's there. I think he is. <laughs> um, go ahead, Christina. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. Just the thing for me too is because um, I don't know about you guys, but I am like I'm totally petrified, obviously, of playing them. I don't want them to, you know, take out their frustrations on us, and I feel like they might do that. But, uh, like, we'll put up our usual 30-plus points, and Brady hasn't really shown that he can do that reliably each week. Right, especially so, this season. Yeah. And the so, Patriots are – I mean, the Patriots lose to us. They still keep – they're in the third seed right now. They still keep the, the third seed. Um, but they're one. They're only one game ahead of the New York Jets at that point. So it could get interesting if the Broncos, if the Broncos were to beat the Patriots, um, especially for the Patriots. For the Broncos, it doesn't really mean anything if they win, other than they get to keep their seed. Um, right. For the rest of the season, they're going to have to win out until Kansas City loses. It's it's a pretty intimidating place to be for Denver. I feel no fear. You guys are cowards. I mean, I never, I never fear. The no, only the one I'm really. Like, yeah, I, the only one I'm really afraid of is Gronk. And like, he is like their only genuine rep, uh, weapon. If they have one, we have five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would put Trevathan on Gronk. I mean, I he's he's still gonna do his Gronky ways. Yeah, he's still gonna, you know, he's like a heat-seeking Gronk. Yeah, <laughs> we the, had. The, the dude is like a heat-seeking missile when, like, a few yards are needed for a first down or a touchdown, so. And Danny Trevathan shut down uh, Jimmy Graham last season. And, it, you know, Jimmy Graham was not at 100% health. But right. Trevathan has been okay against tight ends. I don't know that the Broncos – I mean, why not put Chris Harris on, on Gronk or – I would think that Chris Harris would go on Amendola because right. Walker had, would have, like, inside – knowledge on that right the panthers showed us how to stop gronkowski did you guys not watch the game on monday night i did you just just hug him you just hug him in the back of the end zone and you take him out of the game it's not that hard we got this yeah and you you coming back with that game time temperature yeah i get the i get the weather it's gonna be um high of 34 and low of 19 Oh, and get this: it, there's no there's no rain in the forecast, but the wind will be at 22 miles per hour. Oh, jeez, Jan, it's good to hear your voice. You sound you sound healthy. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm feeling all right. <laughs> Jan, Jan's gone now for the day, um, and he's so, done again. So, um, yeah, 19 degrees. That's rough. Uh, Regular listeners know I'm never confident about the Broncos. I'm the guy who's like, oh, we're playing the Raiders this week. Here's the six reasons why we might lose, and then we win by 30. So I'm, I'm feigning confidence. I'm always nervous about the Broncos game. So we're going we're gonna to let Kyle have a hard out on that one. We're going to talk about the rest of the league. Uh, no, we're gonna, I'm going to hold Kyle to a prediction. Kyle. You have to make, we have to make, Kyle and Christina, all three of us have to make game predictions. My prediction last week was a little short. I predicted 56 points for the Broncos. I, we didn't quite get there, but we came close. Um, I was like, oh, actually, I changed my prediction. I went on the radio in Colorado Springs and I get my final prediction on Fridays on 1300 AM on Colorado Springs radio, the animal. And, uh, my, my score prediction was 27, 17. I'm sorry, 31, 31, 17. The final score was 27, 17. So I was off just by four points of one score. Dang it. (laughs) 
And then uh, you, Andrew Mason had it. Andrew Mason nailed it before the game. He said 27-17, and he used some type of mind algorithm that just blew my mind. What is, did you? What was your prediction on the game, Christina? Mine was 24-17. Oh. You and Kyle oh, right should on. hang out. You were a little closer than me. You were three points closer. <laughs> I, my, my, my prediction for this game is 38-24. That's like right on mine, too. I think the Bron- Broncos win, yes? Right, right, yeah. Okay, just just checking. Just checking. <laughs> Yeah, I think the Broncos bounce back. They get they score some more points here. They let their offense uh, unleash a little bit, even in the cold. And uh, that, that sounds like a pretty good score prediction, actually. I didn't come up yeah. with a score prediction yet, but I'll just copy hers for now and come up with my final one on Friday. I would go. Yeah, I don't know whether to predict high or predict low. I think the Broncos. I Peyton Manning. Fifty-six to twenty. Fifty-six. Jeez. We're not going to. Fifty-six to twenty is not happening this week. I think. Um, Given the temperature and given the wind, I don't know that that Peyton throws more than two touchdowns. I think we're going to run it out, grind it out. Uh, I'll stay in the 20s for this game and say 28 to – I'll stick with 17 because no one's going to be able to kick a field goal either if that wind. 17 implies field goal. One, only one, though. Only one thing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Hashtag math. Hashtag math. Yes. And, and – um, It'll yeah. I don't. Do you guys remember that story about Bill Belichick and and how he predicted the how he how he bases his his uh, coin toss on the wind? No. If you heard of wind, he got that from Bill Parcells. Who yeah, he'll he'll take the wind in a strong wind game. He'll take the wind as opposed to the ball or um, anything like that. He wants the wind for the fourth quarter. Really? So, yeah. That's just a Bill Belichickism for you guys. Now we're gonna talk about the rest of the NFL. So. Um, did you well, guys really, really quick. Yeah. Would, would you put multiple guys on Gronk, though? Yeah, you need to bracket him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you need, like, a you safety to help. help. Yeah, you need a safety over the top, Trevathan underneath. That's, yeah. how I would, that's how I would game plan just about every single play almost. I mean, that honestly. And Mike, Mike Adams replaced Raheem Moore. So we're looking at Dukey and Nacho, who's probably not going to cover Gronkowski. It might be Mike Adams. And a mixture of Danny Trevathan, maybe they, I don't, I mean, if they go zone, Tom Brady's just going to destroy them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then backing up Mike it Adams. It surprises me, it's, yeah, it surprises me that Mike Adams is backing up Raheem Moore. I mean, it's kind of two strong safeties out there. You want a free safety type, you want someone who's a little more speed, get some David Bruton. I think we'll see both of them, Mike yeah. Adams and. And of course there's Omar Bolden and uh, now Michael Huff, who I don't think we'll see play but it's it's possible maybe he... no yeah no idea i don't i i honestly haven't yet looked into michael huff and i need to it's just been a, a busy day for me we record this on tuesday we publish on wednesday oh my gosh secrets revealed so we, we signed <laughs> michael huff a few hours ago and i haven't yet to uh really evaluate the signing yeah yet. can't dissect it yet he was he was so good that he got cut by the baltimore ravens following um week one <laughs> <laughs> playing and playing Peyton Manning. Um, no offense to Michael Huff, you were 16 game starter, and I've only he's our guy now. We love him. He's a Bronco. We love he's, you, Huff. He's he started 94 more games than me as a professional football player, which is he's impressive. A, he's in the secondary, Ian. We're gonna have him on this podcast in like three weeks because that's what we do. We don't we don't go after anyone else but people in the secondary. <laughs> so be nice, Jace. Um, yeah, and. Say- uh, other incredible, other interesting matchups for the game. What do you think? Are there any other matchups, Christina? Um. The other guys are just gonna high five. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't I don't see anything else besides that, to be honest with you. I mean Boca versus Pittsburgh defense. Pittsburgh and Browns, I mean just because it's maybe a divisional game and the Steelers kind of getting their mojo back again. They won't get to the playoffs, but they how about how about this for a matchup? Uh Jack Del Rio versus Josh freaking McDaniels. Let's go, Let's get Josh McDaniels a big fat loss to the Broncos because I'm tired of this. He knows the inside uh, information on Demarius Thomas and No. Sean Moreno and Robert Ayers and possibly Zane Beatles. What's that? That they were worth drafting three years ago? <laughs> yeah, he knows the inside information on that. Um, we need to beat Josh McDaniels. Enough is enough. Yeah, we need to beat Josh McDaniels. Period. 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 Um, that sounds like a dot, dot, dot when we all say it together in a row. It's not, <laughs> it's not an ellipsis. Period. It's not an ellipsis. Period. <laughs> exactly. Okay. And we, okay. RG3 versus Mike Shanahan. Do you guys know about this? Mm-mm. They're kind of saying, don't. They're sending <laughs> shots back and forth to each other through the media, but it's coming out of the New York media who manufactured this whole um, Jets story. Um, of them going to Buffalo or not Buffalo Wilding, Dave and Buster's yeah. on on Sunday or Saturday night, which I think is pretty normal activity um, for teams to go out and for a team meal. <laughs> it just so happened to be at Dave and Buster's as opposed to like some some other restaurant. Yeah, but uh, I, I follow Broncos on Twitter and they're all going to clubs and hanging out with girls on Saturday night. So they had a team activity and this is like, ooh, New York and making a big deal. Like, come on. <laughs> so there's possibly a rift. Um, developing between RG3 and Mike Shanahan. I think it, even from a fan's perspective in Washington, you've got to be like, hey, let's just try Kirk Cousins. Why not? RG3's not getting it done. So I can I can agree. I mean, I'd probably want Kirk Cousins at least to get a shot. But then that brings us to the whole, our next topic, which was Gary Kubiak. And wait, him wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm a little confused. So Mike Shanahan was saying that? No, no. Fans are saying that they want Kirk Cousins Mike Shanahan's kind of jabbing a little bit, or whether it's manufactured or not, back at um, RG3, and then RG3's coming at. I'll give you an exact quote. This is from the New York Post, which basically is a tabloid. Um, in it's, a, it's the definition of a tabloid. <laughs> <laughs> so um, from the New York Post, we have... We have... Um, Shanahan, who says, I really don't know. I have to look at the film and kind of go through his thought process. It's really hard to say I don't talk to him after the game, or I didn't talk to him after the game. So Mike Shanahan saying he doesn't know what caused the interception at the end of the game, uh, which ultimately lost the game for the um, Washington Redskins. And RG3 came back with, they did a good job of scheming this up. They kind of knew what was coming before it was coming. And that was disheartening. but I like I told the guys, regardless of what's going on out there, we're the players. We have to make the plays work, and we're just and we weren't doing that in the first half. So, shot directly at the play calling, which um, may or may not be Mike Shanahan. It's definitely his son. Mm-hmm. Um, and for them to say that they knew what was coming, and then I think that there was even a Philadelphia Eagle who who confirmed that the, that they knew what was coming. So I don't know, but you don't take shots at Mike Shannon. We saw how that worked out for Albert Hainsworth, who <laughs> who walked away with like forty million dollars for it, but he uh, doesn't play in the NFL anymore. Well, how about Tom Brady when he was last night? He said that was effing holding, and like, oh, it's all over ESPN. And um, the call 
is now all over ESPN. They're not talking about the pa- or the Panthers and how great they played. Right. It's a shame. It was like game of the year. Like, it was. In the conversation. In the conversation. I think the Broncos-Cowboys game has been the game of the year. But it was in the yeah. conversation. And now it's just all blown up in the last few seconds because a ref threw a flag and picked it up. And that is yeah. some wacky stuff. Throwing it and then picking it up. It's like... Yeah. Did the other ref convince you that, oh, that, that penalty doesn't count because right. of this, because of this TV drama? Like, geez. Right. They immediately had, um, uh, the ESPN crew immediately had a, a referee on, on saying that what was probably happening is that they showed that there was no way the receiver could have came back and got the ball anyway. So pick up the flag because he wasn't really interfering where the ball mm-hmm. was going. The, the receiver couldn't have caught it. But yeah, the guy had, had him wrapped up in the end zone. Um, and and ESPN muted the mic just in time to avoid hearing Tom Brady <laughs> scream. I was heard. You heard the f bomb. I heard the f bomb. I heard it too. And, yeah. and you got Ryan Mallett, um, who may or may not have tested positive for meth during the NFL Combine. Oh, oh great, yeah. segue, great segue into Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, real quick before we get into Breaking Bad, I wanted to talk about. Um, Gary Kubiak, who we've discussed, Kyle doesn't want him back as an offensive coordinator, but I would welcome him with open arms, um, especially in the absence of, of a Peyton Manning. Um, Gary Kubiak replaces rookie quarterback Case Keenum, who by all measures has been a great replacement for um, Matt Schaub, but he replaced him with Matt Schaub, who came in and the boos were so loud in Houston that they had to go to a silent count in a home game. There's just that many bad... That, that many people who are, are mad. Would you expect this to be Gary Kubiak's final season in Houston? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think everybody looks at this and they're like, well, didn't, it's not like we didn't see that one coming. Um, it's time for, like, a new change in Houston for sure. Like, they, they fall apart during the fourth quarter or the, or the second half, and it's starting to get really, really ridiculous and pretty offensive if you're a Texans fan. But – um. Yeah, changes definitely have to be made. And they need someone willing to do it. I think there are six games left to play. If the season, if the season ended now, I'd agree with Christina. Probably time to go. But uh, I think Kubiak's aware that he's playing for his job. And he's got a good situation there. Rick Smith, the GM, also comes from the Broncos. Uh, they have a kinship together. So he has, he has cards in Houston that he can play. He has favors he can play. He can get one more year if he wants it, probably. But he's he needs to show something he's, this uh, rest of the season. Yeah, and I don't think you do that by by benching your your quarterback who's actually come in and, and wreck shop for a little bit. So I uh, I mentioned Ryan Mallett. I mentioned Mess. Um, <laughs> are, are we done with the MHR Radio Podcast episode are, seventeen Brock Osweiler episode? We are done with the Brock Osweiler episode of of MHR Podcast. Good because I've been waiting to pr- to click this button the whole podcast. I have, a, I have a web page open. It's an Amazon.com web page. And in my shopping cart is a $200 item. It's a $200. It's normally $300. It's $100 off if you pre-order. And regulars of our show, we did a whole episode that was the Breaking Bad episode. Ian and I are big Breaking Bad fans. I've been pirating Breaking Bad episodes for a long time, <laughs> illegally downloading them. And I always justified it by saying, one day the season will end, the series will end, and it will come out with a box set, and I will purchase it. I will purchase this box set and thank Brian Cranston and Vince Gilligan, 
Dennis Kogan. That's his name, right? Yeah. And, and say thank you for this amazing series. And right now, I'm about to spend, after tax and shipping, $226.62 with one click of my mouse. Are you ready? Do you it. ready? Boom. Done. That click sounded expensive. <laughs> have you ever spent $226? Order denied. You do not have $226. <laughs> Accounts. Oh, dang it. No. The order has been placed. It is on its way. I was say, Tom Brady's check bounced. Man, that's dedication, man. Uh, Jan, you're next. Jan has yet to see a single episode of Breaking Bad. I think he was waiting for the Blu ray DVD collection. Yeah. Um, I like to, I, I pay a lot of money for that TV, so I might as well, you know, get the most out of it. <laughs> um, I bought the seasons as they came out, so I don't know if I'm going to purchase the uh, full box set in Blu-ray glory. But this is in the shape of a barrel, like the chemicals, and it and it has extras. <laughs> That's true. It's in the shape of a barrel. It's kind of awesome. It's kind of really lame, too, but it's kind of awesome. <laughs> I think Christina is not a Breaking Bad fan. We... we Told her to come up with a favorite show so that she could join in in this part. What is your favorite show, Christina? South what do you like? Park. South oh. Park. Yep. Who you, who's, who's your favorite character? Kyle. Kyle, yeah. Ah, yeah. Ah. yeah. <laughs> oh, <High> my gosh. <laughs> Again, they're mocking a high five because they can't actually high five from where they are. Uh, we're only four hours away. Flagstaff in Las Vegas. I would I know, and, hours for a high five. Dan, and, where do you live? You Don't you live... Who's Dan? Jan. Jan. I always say it wrong. Jan. It's Jan, fine. Don't, don't you live? You Where know, you? I, even with that said, I'm sure somewhere out there, um, guards is all laughing at you. <laughs> Jan, where, she wants to know where you live. Oh, I live in um, Austin, Texas. Oh, okay. Yes. Are you a South Park fan? I guess it's just me and you, Kyle, with a high five. <laughs> I don't, I don't like, like, I don't watch. Yon does not like quality TV. What, what TV do you like, Yon? I watch quality shows. Like, um, you don't watch South Park or Breaking Bad, so you have me concerned. I I just got done watching um, Agents of Shield. If that makes a difference, that's I don't know if that's good or not. I that's JJ Abrams. That's it. Right. My yeah. reality TV is uh, is on every Sunday. From 12 to 10 p.m. Central Time. That's my reality television. Red Zone Channel. <laughs> Is that what you're talking about? Or, you, or do you watch like Bachelor marathons? Like no, 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 no. I watch it. I'm talking about the Sunday ticket. There. The Sunday ticket. Red Zone Channel. Leave, leave me alone. I'm out. The Red Zone Channel is is like you. I'm I'm usually like stumbling afterwards from. From like, there's no commercials. You're just kind of constantly watching football. You can't get up for a bathroom break, and you're like, I don't get how the guy who hosts it because there's a different host. There's actually two Red Zone channels. There's one if you have Directv, and then there's one if you don't have Directv. So if you're like Comcast or one of those guys, you're getting a different Red Zone than you would have if you were watching Directv. And so there's two people, two crews running Red Zone simultaneously for two different television providers, and I don't get one how they eat or two how they use the bathroom. Like, how does this happen? We gotta get to the bottom of this. <laughs> Go tweet Andrew Siciliano and ask him. He's Christina. You have the best looking Twitter avatar. You you ask him. <laughs> she has the best looking. No, anything. <laughs> no, because how I would do, I'd be like, "Hey, Dumbo." 
do your bathroom break. See, he's, got, he's got some ears. Yeah, he does. See, for me, Andrew Siciliano is not the host. I can't remember the host is for me. It's a blonde guy. Uh, That's, the other red zone. That's the NFL.com or the NFL yeah. Network's red right. zone channel. NFL Network's red zone. I don't remember his name, and I'm so sorry I can't remember. But one of you, some some listeners know who I'm talking about, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, Breaking Bad. Kyle's $232 lighter than he was when he started. But it's okay. I, I made that much during this podcast, right? Right, Ian? <laughs> right? At least. At least. Um, yeah, at least. And then Christina likes... South Park. Yep, South Park. Eastbound and Down I like, too. Oh, I love That's Eastbound. a show I, I want to get into. I have yet to. Yeah. You should. It's really good. It's really I have HBO now. I really should. I can catch up. Six Danny episodes. McBride is just... Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. And it's six-episode seasons. It's, it's pretty easy to catch up on. It yeah. gets out there, though. It gets weird, and then it comes back, and then it gets weird again, and it comes back. Uh, yeah. And not, like, Breaking Bad weird. It gets weird, like, I might stop watching this weird. And then... <laughs> <laughs> Masters of Sex, I watch, I watch that. Yeah, that's, um, a that's, that's a good show. Um, and then, of course, Glee. I love Glee. Sue me. It's a cute <laughs> show. It's, it's, it makes me happy. Glee is still sick. on TV? It is still on TV, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I won't make the joke that I made pre-show. That's just mean. Uh-huh, that was mean. <laughs> um, and... Um, Homeland. Does anyone watch Homeland? We should be. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm caught up on Homeland. Okay, caught caught up. Up. So next next time we're all on, we're talking about Homeland because Homeland is in episode seven of the season, and epi- and we totally could have picked up where Breaking Bad left off and talked about Homeland. Homeland is uh, on more par with Breaking Bad, and as far as um, Emmy nominations and Emmy wins and writing and and story. It's a good drama. Yeah, it's, it's a good really drama. really good drama. Scenes uh, like I, I remember growing up watching. Uh, my so-called life, and I just ended it abruptly. It sucked, um, but I grew up watching her, and it's just—it's just awesome to see her on her, home. Yeah, her career arc. Yeah. yeah, it's so cool. All right, guys, um, thanks for joining us, and Christina, no, especially thanks for joining us. <laughs> no, yeah, thank, yeah. You, thank you, Christina. Quickly, I got to ask you a few questions about your YouTube. Pub it up. What do you do on your YouTube channel? What kind of shows do you have each week? Do you have more than one? Do you do one weekly show? What, what's the gig? How can people? Uh, get into your youtube channel um okay well every single friday i upload one and i pretty much i talk five minutes about the broncos matchup for the week and um i dabble a little bit and what the game like the previous game so this week i'll be talking probably some crap about the chiefs for two minutes and for four minutes i'll be talking crap about the patriots and i also analyze it and i uh, i put my own uh, two cents on like the matchups and stuff and i also do this um Sometimes I'll, I'll do, like, um, effects. Like, sometimes I'll dress up. Like, this week I was going to dress up as Chris Collinsworth and Al Michaels and do, like, a clone. And just basically make fun of Chris Collinsworth because he made me mad. And <laughs> oh, he was terrible. Good he was so boy. terrible. Did, did you guys know that? Okay. I'm, I'm a girl and I'm, I'm terrible at uh, electronic stuff. But if you were to um, unplug, like, your center speaker, you wouldn't have to hear him at all. Did you guys know that? I did not know that. That's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. I'm too, I'm too petrified to do it because behind my TV it looks like a bunch of dusty snakes. There's just so many cords, so I'm too terrified to even touch it. But um, yeah, if you just unplug the center speaker, you won't hear Al or Chris ever again. All you'll hear is just field noise. That's a good theme for an episode. That was actually suggested. Um, 
it was for us to do our top 10 worst television announcers. And I don't, I, I honestly block most of it out. I don't notice when, very rarely do I notice when someone's talking. I, See, I do because on, on Twitter, I'll make fun of them. Like, I think one of my tweets was like, I was like, <laughs> I, I'm pretending to be Chris Collinsworth. And I said, like, make love to me, Lexi, on a bed with frankincense and sprinkles, Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> like, it was just, like, out there. <laughs> so I want to listen to them because their awful announcing gets retweeted and I get <laughs> followers. But, um, yeah. That's true. If you mention if you mention Phil Sims during a during a, you'll get retweeted by Phil Sims says. Yeah. Um, there's probably a Chris Collins where at Chris Collins where says I'm giving all these guys free yeah. publicity. The only publicity we need to be giving right now is to at yes what I say goes, which yeah, is also youtube.com forward slash yes yes what I say goes. Yes, what I say goes. Yeah, and it's self deprecating. Doesn't really. I'm not really like that. Um, <laughs> I hate myself to truly. I mean, come on, <laughs> come on. But it's at yes, what I say goes, and you can follow me on Twitter and watch my videos and watch uh, me nine times out of ten make fool out of myself. But I hope to get you to laugh. So don't hate yourself. You were a charming guest. You're lovely. Thank you so much oh, for joining thank- us. It was a lot of fun. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you uh, next week. Bye.